Hi, everybody who's listening. Um, I'm just going to be adjusting the volume a little bit based on how this sounds like. Less professional than last time, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody, to the 12th episode of Spontaneous Biology, and today's show is going to be on non-monogamy. Um, my name is Jamie. My pronouns are they or them, or they and them. And for this episode, I'm joined by Dora. Hi. Dora. Hi. Could you uh, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you are? My name is Dora, and my pronouns are she, her, um, and I'm very happy to be here with you. That was it? No, that's that it. it. What yeah. do you want me to tell? No, I have no idea. I should specify that question a bit more, maybe, but it's also nice to see what everybody fills in themselves. Mm, yeah. It's putting everybody on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about non-monogamy today, um, and so I invited you to talk about that because we talk about that a lot. Yes. I think you're the person I talk about that, with, <laughs> uh, talk with um, the most about non-monogamy, yeah. probably. And I feel like that's also because our visions on non-monogamy align quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not diversifying uh, <laughs> our uh, opinions. <laughs> no, but I feel like that, that's why we tend to uh, fall into the same kind of conversation and we can get into um, much depth about it. Yeah, this is an echo chamber only podcast. <laughs> a radio show, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. should switch it up sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about that and uh, various things which are related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to start off, I have the question, so what does non-monogamy mean to you? Mm, yeah. Um, I would define non-monogamy as pursuing relationships, um, uh, whether uh, in any way, shape or form, that would not comply with specifically prescribed visions on monogamy. Mm-hmm. And the idea that, um, yeah, so it's specifically non-monogamy and not particularly polyamory. Yeah. It's, it's a part of that, but yeah. so just deconstructing the idea of what prescribes monogamy is. Yeah. So, so you mentioned, uh, polyamory as well there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so would you say that polyamory is a form of non-monogamy or would you say that non-monogamy is a form of polyamory mm, or a, no, no, one is the yeah. umbrella of the other no I, I i would say that polyamory is part of non-monogamy yeah. a, a version of non-monogamy yeah, exactly and i think that that hits um one of the one of the misconceptions on non-monogamy is that it is supposed to be polyamory um yeah well it's actually more of a of a way to to diverse from monogamy which can have many shapes or forms yeah that might be polyamory but yeah they could also not be mm-hmm. yeah fair yeah. enough yeah so so for some reason this this show also always ends up being um sort of talking about concepts which end up being sort of umbrella terms for mm-hmm. things but it's also nice to sort of look at the various ways in which and things exist within those umbrella terms. Exactly, yeah. And I guess non-monogamy is very much the same, um, which is also personally why I kind of like the use of the word, mm-hmm. because it is quite vague. Yeah. And, and I think that sort of lends itself very well to what I would say um, non-monogamy is to me, which is surprisingly very much in line with what you just said. <laughs> so I guess if we look at sort of the origin of the word, right yeah it's it's very it, it's all sort of centered around marriage although that's not what it's really centered about in modern usage um at least not in my uh, experience yeah. yeah um and so sort of just decentering and discarding the whole idea of it being about marriage but it about being uh, about like romantic or intimate relationships with people i would say that um, it is sort of decentering the idea or deconstructing the idea that, that it is between two individuals. Yeah, and I feel like maybe the term non-monogamy, because it um, it, it implies marriage, because mm-hmm. like, I'm not 
uh, familiar with the exact um, translation, but I know that gamas is some part of, of yeah. it refers to marriage, marriage yeah. specifically. And, um, but marriage as an idea, as a concept, um, tends to, it, it, it does align with the idea of there being some kind of a structure, something being institutionalized. And yeah. I think that that, that really does hit the spot. Well, it doesn't have to be about marriage or anything. No, it can just yeah. be the sort of institutionalized way in which relationships between people are yeah, exactly. shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that actually works quite well. Yeah. If you take that yeah. as, a, as a definition. I'm just checking to see if, like, everything's okay. Mm -hmm. This is hard to do when, like, multitasking. Sometimes <laughs> it goes better than other times, but I'm trying to get better at it, so bear with me there. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think it's also interesting to talk about, like, the diversity that exists underneath that umbrella. So we mentioned polyamory, which yeah. um, I think most of the times refers to the idea that you are in love with multiple people, yeah. or at least not per se in love with multiple people, but you are able to feel romantic love and attraction, yeah. mostly, to um, separate individuals without that yeah. diminishing um, yeah. yeah. When anything. I when I started um, exploring the idea of non-monogamy, mm -hmm. I remember I um, I preferred the term polyamory, mm -hmm. but that was because there was a specific idea involved with it that I would um, aim towards um, a life in which love has love and romance have so many different shapes or forms yeah so it's 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 loving it's a loving in a in, in a in a poly uh, formal kind of way yeah so the, <laughs> if the, that makes sense of, yeah so like blurring the lines between love and um or blurring the lines between romanticism mm. and intimate relationships and friendships in that sense yeah and even further than that that, that yeah. love takes so many shapes or forms that every kind of love can exist next to the other mm -hmm. and uh, that's why i i first loved the term polyamory because it it it, it aligned with the idea that friendship can also be love in another kind of form yeah no i agree <laughs> <laughs> And maybe maybe I, I shifted towards the term non-monogamy because it, it it is more of a term that um, instead of specifically mentioning one way mm -hmm. to do it, it mentions what it is not. Exactly. So it, it, it gives so much room to uh, in, to explore whatever it means to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about those terms in general because mm -hmm. the whole the whole reason why a lot of these um, concepts of non-whatever, like non-binary, non-monogamy, etc., mm -hmm. etc., et came into existence was the whole um, separation that people wanted to achieve between this standard wherein something can exist and just placing something completely outside of that, which liberates whoever is doing whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, and and from and, the standards. Yeah. Fundamentally, it's even a, a counter to Western thought as a whole, yeah. because Western thought has been uh, developing throughout the, the past few hundreds of years um, as something that is inclined to find structures and yeah. have these absolute structures that you can always go back to, um, which is constantly a binary thing yeah it's like the, the dualism of categorization yeah. and the dualism of of concepts um one or the other binary yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's always a binary yeah. yeah yeah interesting and so um what would you maybe say that non-monogamy is not because you at the start you briefly mentioned like people often sort of conflate or um use non-monogamy and polyamory in sort of the same breath or in the same mm -hmm. way I think that's depends on whoever's doing that, but what would you say is like common sort of misuses mm. or misconceptions most I think would be more I would say that well to start, I think that 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 because monogamy or or even let's just 
the specific kind of monogamy that is prescribed, yeah. the the ideas that are normalized within um, obtaining pursuing a relationship, a romantic relationship with someone, there is a given structure to that, um, and everything that diverts from it mm-hmm. um, can is is just it's not normalized. Um, yeah. Even in 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 talking to your friends about it, it's not really normalized and that's why everything that diverts from it is um whatever you hear from other people and that starts to get bigger and bigger as you go along with your life and these conversations with your friends and family and uh, media and such it's um oh this is a vague answer to your question actually no yeah so (laughs) I guess that misconceptions tend to uh, gravitate towards given ideas that people have um, that conform with whatever they have seen. Yeah. And I think that polyamories might might be the the version of non-monogamy that most people have seen. Yeah. And and uh, or or I, I open relationships that's yeah. also different than polyamory. Yeah. That's uh, also an interesting one because an open relationship very much sort of is typified as a sort of a carte blanche on the um well the, you you being allowed to have forms of intimacy with whoever. Yeah. Yeah, because it it seems even like it's a boot to have an open relationship, but have these very specific rules for it. Yeah. Well, that's, to my idea, mostly the case. When yeah. people have an open relationship, they have these very specific rules. Yeah. Um, Most people I know who are in some form of what, you know, they, they themselves call an open relationship tends to be centered around either very specific situations mm-hmm. in which they have uh, well made made rules or agreements on on that being fine and not the sort of i don't know the like the the way it is sort of exists in pop culture a lot is sort of basically like oh you can cheat yeah 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 yeah, hmm, yeah. it's a glorification of treat of cheating even though it's specifically not cheating yeah (laughs) because you're just yeah yeah that's true yeah Yeah, and that's the misconception that it's um something that diverts from from something that is supposed to be what romance is Mm -hmm. like a lot of people um i don't know if you if you've experienced this this yourself but that a lot of people might say oh well if you're if you're non-monogamous, you're not committed to your partner. Yeah, oh God, yeah. You're not committed to your partner because you can't be. Because why would you want anyone else if you're committed to your partner? I think the, the sort of the common thing... I've heard this a lot, though, and, and read this a lot, because, of course, I've read up on non-monogamy. <laughs> um, I think it's good maybe to mention that we're both in non-monogamous yeah. relationships, by the way. I don't yeah. think we said that. No, no. Like, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is the is the idea like yeah like you said like you're not committed to one person mm-hmm. okay so we're gonna pretend for a second here that apparently one person can be everything yeah to to somebody how does existing outside of that in any way sort of diminish from what that mm. person means to you I find that a very interesting concept so like yeah. so the idea that uh, of course, you can look at this on various sort of levels of 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 of, of love or or whatever you could say. Like, okay, so intimacy or or sexual attraction. Like, okay, let's say on attraction, right? So you have like sexual att- attraction, uh, romantic attraction, and there's a few others, um, which are irrelevant to the point I'm making right now. Um, but let's say you're uh, very much uh, romantically attracted to somebody. You're in a in a relationship. You love each other very much. And then you have sex with somebody else. Why does that diminish from what you have? It's not like a zero-sum game. You, right? you mean as outside of the fact that you might have 
uh, an agreement on which you yeah. wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, I mean, outside from that, right? So, yeah, so yeah, typically, yeah. if you really love a person, you wouldn't want to do something mm-hmm. which oversteps their boundaries exactly. and the agreements yeah. you made. But yeah. let, let's yeah. say you're in a in a non-monogamous relationship. This is what you're doing is fine. This is an agreement you made. Yeah. So, say you have uh, I don't know. You you go to a bar. You meet somebody. You're having a good night, and then you go home together. What does that change about fundamentally about the relationship that you have with another person if that is completely allowed yeah i feel like um that's the thing with monogamy maybe um that um people tend to make these agreements upon the idea that that you should save all of the romantic love that you have in your body yeah. for one person yeah and i think the f- that you just said uh, people make the agreement and i think that's also a good yeah, point do yeah. people yeah do people i guess when you're in an uh, like for the, the the case you just mentioned, yeah, I guess that would be a non-monogamous relationship, so that would be different. Um, and in this sense, that idea use it, it, it tends to go back to the idea of um, jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's it. Most people tend to tend to mention that as a as a counter to the idea of non-monogamy okay fair enough and what would diminish so would an act a romantic act with someone else diminish your relationship with your with any other person that you're involved with yes yeah, because it, it causes jealousy yeah yeah because it, it can cause jealousy and I, I, the core to that problem is the fact that human beings are sort of inclined to be traps into their own mind and people tend to um, fill in some gaps that they don't know yeah and that's that's human because we're just trying to uh, sort of make these see but that's why I think I disagree with the sort of the conception of jealousy as an inherent sort of human emotion oh no or or as a human feeling I mean obviously it's a human feeling right Mm -hmm. but I, I feel like sort of jealousy very much relies on this construction of how a person can be shared or something like that I don't know that sounds weird but you, I'm, mm. I don't know exactly how to word this properly so mm. the idea that um, somebody else doing something diminishes from your ability to do the same thing yeah. right and I feel like that is very much a constructed reality because does it really yeah and, and then the sort of it, it sort of it feels like maybe um, or in my theory here is that like you know decades of of of, of monogamy <laughs> and and like this 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 sort of a uh, political regime which has ruled our our thoughts in that way has sort of structured it to be a response to that whereas like jealousy is not an emotion like mm-hmm. it's not an identifiable individual emotion yeah right? it's just, psychologically it's an speaking of, it's an effect uh, of certain kinds yeah. of emotions so like yeah. jealousy is, is sort of an umbrella term for certain bad emotions which you're associating but if you like, if you look at like what jealousy like if you're if you're jealous of something if you sort of deconstruct that for yourself and you're like what am I feeling what am I frustrated about what am I feeling bad about like it's because you have this specific need which is not being met but is that need that for example your partner isn't allowed to have uh, intimate relationships with other people or is that need that you have the affirmation that that will not change your relationship or that you need this to be done in a specific way Mm. to make you feel comfortable with it or at least to start off with right so it sort of almost feels like um that not being allowed because of jealousy is like a misdiagnosis of the problem. Yeah, yeah. No, but that's what I. Um, and not that's to say what that I, what I don't I feel to. jealous. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, yeah. The yeah. the the common misconception about non-monogamy yeah. banning jealousy. Mm. That's just. But I think we're yeah. gonna talk about that in a later segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. No, but what I was uh, aiming towards was that um, because people are inclined to their own to be in their own minds and not be able to read other people's minds if you're in a mm-hmm. relationship with someone you you tend to have some um some form of expectation 
Yeah, and or assumption. Assumptions on on, but you do need the affirmation. Mm-hmm. And if someone else, if if your partner um, acts outside of the relationship, it it shouldn't diminish anything that you two no. have because it's not between you two. Exactly. But the the fact that you don't know because it happens outside of you two, I think that is that is the core where jealousy starts just not knowing what the other person feels yeah. because jealousy is not something that you can feel from another person towards yourself because mm-hmm. you know what you feel you yeah. know your experience and if that's why a lot of people tend to say that they would be able to be in an open relationship if they would be the only one to to, to act on it yeah. and if their partner wouldn't because you know uh, there's the trick you know yeah. you don't know what they yeah, feel or exactly. do or think because they say but you don't know what they what happens in their minds mm-hmm. and that can be like I guess that um, results in a lot of anxiety for some people but ultimately insecurity yeah well um, I think that's a very good point to do a little song break <laughs> which also means I can finally go to the toilet <laughs> I've been waiting for that for this whole segment yeah. do you want to introduce the song oh yeah this cho- uh, the, the song is it yeah it was <laughs> we were just thinking about a song that would be fitting for any shape way or form of it would be no, funny it would be funny and the song funny. is actually shop around by the miracles <laughs> Do you know anything about the band? I don't know anything about the miracles. It's just fun and old. It's just funny and old. Okay, well, enjoy. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Wait, I I fucked up. Damn. I love a song with a good fade out. Makes my job easier. (laughs) Uh, Also, a fun fact about that, like, they used to sort of fade out songs. Like, this was a very regular thing in music. And then people sort of stopped doing it for some reason. And, like, when you listen to a song by The Doors or The Beatles, like, from that era, every song almost sort of fades out. Mm-hmm. It, um, and it, like, sort of has, like, almost um, like a chorus which loops, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a trick. So the song sort of stucks in, sticks in your head. Like, it never ends. It mm-hmm. sort of fades out. Mm-hmm. And now songs, a lot of times, are just like, oh, is that's it, it. Is that a thing with The Doors? I, just I think some, like, I think some songs at least okay. or there, yeah, there'll okay. be like an instrumental okay. thing which fades out yeah. but if you pay attention to like a lot of modern music it's sort of just that's it it just cuts out honestly just something almost. i never really noticed yeah i'm gonna pay attention to this from now i saw on. a stupid fucking vox video about this <laughs> few years ago <laughs> that, that's how you get your music almost nowadays right yeah. yeah like one of the most cringe quote-unquote media organizations mm. out there yeah no <laughs> um <laughs> Can we say that here? I can. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> I don't give a shit. How <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Look at me still being cautious and all. <laughs> well, I'm going to be cancelled for calling Vox cringe. No, I didn't think so. Not here. Not at this rate. Like having show. some fucking lib tell me, like, no, actually, Vox is our independent media organization, which is not funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to spread propaganda. <laughs> Last bastions of free media. Yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so what made you contemplate? Okay. <laughs> so, like, we spoke okay. about, like, yeah. how, we, how we sort of, uh, how we... Uh, how we look at mono- monogamy, and now we're gonna link that to like how how because like you know we got to this point where we can have these very sort of intricate conversations about the complexities of um, of non monogamy, which we do a lot because it's fun. Yeah. Right. Um, but how how did we get to this point? Yeah. Like what 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 do we do? <laughs> what do we do? What happened? What what went wrong? No, I think uh, okay. So. Um, when I started contemplating on non-monogamy, it actually just started with it being very theoretical. Yeah. Like, just hearing about it and then agreeing with the theory of it, agreeing with the fact that it, that monogamy doesn't make sense if it's, um, if it's prescribed. It, it, it would only make sense if you choose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I started to get into it a bit more, like, what does it mean? And, and, and honestly, um, at that point I was in a monogamous relationship and, um, and, uh, reading about it and hearing about it, 
um, actually strengthened my idea of monogamy itself mm -hmm. at that point because I was in a committed monogamous relationship and I, yeah. I, 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 I wanted to be there at that point. And um, I, it, 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 it just made me more aware of the fact that it's something that we chose together at that point, yeah. my partner and I. Um, but it started to get in my head and um, I started to agree with it so much more and I started to keep apologizing for the fact that I wasn't non-monogamous and mm -hmm. I remember a friend of mine um, Wait, like I, to other people or to yourself? Apologizing, that is To other people and then in, in the extent of that myself Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah um, But I think that that was at a point that I wasn't really uh, uh, confronting myself with it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember a friend of mine, that was not that long ago, but she told me um, that she was reading about non-monogamy so much that at some point she was like, how can I be this interested in it and not mm. do it? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, there's yeah. a, there should be a reason that I'm so interested in that. Yeah. And then I sort of, that sort of resonated with me as well. And I was thinking, ah, so that must say something about me too. Um, Can I wager a guess and say this is somebody we both know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you? Maybe. We're not, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about this after the show. Drop. We're not going to name drop. No, 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 no. We don't name drop. No. Um, um, and at some point, I I I, um, I told my partner, mm -hmm. or I asked them, like, how how would you feel about this? Yeah. Have we considered it? Um, have we considered it enough? Mm -hmm. Have we talked about it enough? And they were just they were not <laughs> recipient to it. No, it was yeah. it was it was very difficult for them to to acknowledge that 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 was something that we could contemplate together um that mentioning this is interesting i don't actually this mentioning that in like conversation to your partner in like affect your relationship directly in the end i well that's only afterwards i think i think yeah. i mean so actual contemplation mm -hmm. only works when the thing you're contemplating already is happened acceptable. yeah no, already happened, oh, already so happened. you can only contemplate really yeah, okay. really contemplate what True. your actions are afterwards yeah. well m maybe during the moment itself but usually you're just contemplating um things you've done previously yeah to reflect on what that meant for you and how you can uh redirect it to actions you're doing right now Mm -hmm. But I think at that point, um, now when I look back at it, I think I, I, I didn't like how it didn't start the open conversation. Mm -hmm. So when we ultimately broke up, yeah. um, it, I immediately turned to, okay, no monogamy, that's it. Ah, okay, interesting. Because I felt the, the, the freedom, the... the, the, the I felt freedom to think about it uh, for me. I said it interesting because it's very much the same for me. <laughs> I don't think we've ever... I, I know, like, though. We've, have we talked about yeah. this specifically? Yeah. I think I, I mentioned it preparing for the show, but did we actually talk about it before? I'm not, I'm not aware of the extent to which we no, talked okay. about this, but I do know we, we... I'm sure we did. We once met... But I mean, we've talked about monomonality for so, yeah. so many times. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, though, what we do. Can you tell me a bit about Yeah, yeah, of course. Your... I mean, I have to tell the people listening. You know? yeah. I can't leave them hanging yeah. like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so for me, I, I sort of... Um, it's, it's very interesting. This is like nearing the end of a two-year relationship that I had, which isn't incredibly long, but for sort of my track record before, you know, it was the longest relationship I had so far. And this is like two years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Ah, time is really vague. Um, I have no definition or like Wait, no two perception. and a half, three. Yeah, that's I even no, as long ago. I have as no my perception of time. I have ADHD. Um, <laughs> so this is a while ago, right? Before like my my current partner, um, and uh, obviously, <laughs> so I was in a monogamous relationship for two years, um, and then sort of just before that ended, like a 
two months prior, I sort of realized at some point, like, hey, I have this new friend group, sort of, I've started to get to know, and I'm, I'm spending a lot of time with these people. And I've, I started to sort of notice that, like, the, um, this, this feeling of, of love that you can have platonically for people is very much in like in sort of in the way I feel it very much resembles the sort of the loving uh, relationship that I had with my partner at the time right and so I started to sort of analyze that like well, how does that sort of how does that work for me right mm-hmm. and I sort of at some point I think I, I listened to this uh, this podcast which is called the it's Dutch by the way so the Poly on podcast mm-hmm. by uh, Isapo Jensen and so who's also like a friend of mine <laughs> now <laughs> it's funny um, and um, and so I sort of I started listening to that because somebody recommended it to me at some point right I think it was no wait I'm getting the time on this wrong never mind never mind the last part right so I, I sort of realized like oh how does this like feeling work for me blah 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 and I realized like uh, it's quite similar so like what does that actually mean right and then I I think I just sort of had like sort of a vague idea of like non-monogamy from just I don't know pop culture and online and not in the way that it's like oh you can fuck other people you know but like a, an actual an actual idea of how it works <laughs> and so I sort of started thinking about that and I, I had a conversation with my partner at some point where I was like you know I, I think maybe like I sort of experience love in a different way to some other people because I kind of like sort of have the same feeling of love towards lots of my friends but there is a very there's a big difference in like um you know sexual attraction and 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 sort of maybe the romantic aspect you know mm-hmm. and I, I remember sort of saying that to my partner and then sort of looking at me I'm like oh I fucked up <laughs> I was like you, I just you don't understand I just this at all. broke somebody's fucking heart oh, like yeah, really badly yeah, yeah. um and that kind of like, you know, at some point our relationship mm. ended, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it sort of precipitated from that a little bit, yeah. but it was sort of breaking down a little bit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to figure something out, right? And I met like a mutual friend of ours via a dating app at some point. And they mentioned a podcast to me. Yeah. And then I started listening to it. I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> this is good. This is actually exactly kind of like how I feel yeah and so then I started educating myself more etc etc and then I met my current partner at some point yeah and sort of I already promised myself like I'm not gonna go into a relationship until I have this figured out because I'm not gonna do that to somebody else yeah potentially right and this is something that we have talked about uh, for for quite a lot that both of us came out of a monogamous relationship and then went into a new relationship with someone that at this very start already said I'm not into monogamy as well. Yeah. And we would both be like, fuck yeah. I was like, I kind of like, I, re- I, I very specifically remember sitting in the park. Um, actually, I can name drop Bella because Bella's been on the podcast and Julius <laughs> is my partner, right? So like we were sitting in the park and I was like, so like trying to sort of subtly sort of catch that out of there. Like I wasn't too explicit because I was still getting used to the idea of uh, radical honesty, which we'll be talking about in a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to implement that, you know. Um, uh, I mentioned something and it's like, oh yeah, no, that's cool. Like I actually have like somebody sort of like a sort of girlfriend-ish person. I'm like, okay, cool, nice. That's that's good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so that you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually funny because when I uh, like uh, I was like single again, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be in a relationship for a while. Yeah. Because I wanna, I don't know. Yeah. See. The- things <laughs> and can you tell me about how it was for you to oh you're exp- the fucking interview <gasps> oh wow, should i stop i'm just very interested <laughs> no can you tell me because i don't know it's almost we- an organic conversation <laughs> yeah, almost, <laughs> almost like we're actually friends <laughs> Um, now, can you tell me about how uh, it was for you to explore that after that, after starting your relationship with Bella, and because you were both uh, into the same thing, but that's when you meet and when you yeah, start yeah, the yeah. relationship. It's very different because, like, yeah. I've I've sort of grown into the idea and like educated myself more about it, and we sort of got to know each other better and figured out what works for us, right? So, yeah. so sort of over time, the the things we we sort of agreed upon, like I would say rules, but I, I don't believe in 
um, not permitting your partner to do anything. Yeah. Right. It's guidelines. It's it's no. <laughs> no it's, it's not just, even it's guidelines. Not even guidelines. No, it's no, like no. this is this. These are my intentions and my needs. Yeah. Right. And yeah. your partner has those as well. And then you take each other into account because they're yeah. your partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so so we sort of like talked on that. And then, you know, of course, those things grow. You grow into that. You you learn more about yourself in that position, especially because of my first and my relationship for, for the both of us. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and so then, like, you know, you you learn about how that is for you and what you need and what you want, et cetera. And you sort of work your way through that. Yeah. 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 How did that work for you? Yeah. Um, uh, when well, when my current partner and I met, um, it was actually it was actually here at Wunderbar at the, mm-hmm. on the terrace, and we had sort of like oh, what we what, what we would later call our first days, mm. and we were having a beer, and then at some point. Um, Wait, fuck! You have to tell me the story after. Yeah, finish. yeah. I, I will. I will I tell you. I will tell you the whole story, yeah. but I'll tell it shortly now. And we had this conversation, and and they were actually like, um, well, I'm I'm specifically non-monogamous mm-hmm. and I would be like whoa me too <laughs> and we were eyeballing each other for the past few weeks so this was just sort of everything Obviously. everything fell into place and it was just and from that point on um, we were um, very much aligned with each other in terms of how we view um, romance um, but as we got a bit more more intense and it became more more of a commitment to mm-hmm. each other we were uh, we would turn to the fact that because you're so committed to each other there are going to be some guidelines because you're going to talk about what you prefer more if mm-hmm. you're more committed to the other and these preferences are are just very personal and tend to develop over time quite a lot and it was trial and error and and for me too because it was as you said for you too for me it was it was my first non-monogamous relationship and the the first few times that i would be with anyone else yeah i would just i, I made so many mistakes just because i i thought i yeah. knew everything yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because it was so it was so clear in my mind but feelings don't really align with that no and and so that's why it's trial and error it's for, for trial and error for you and for your partner yeah i think my my like the um i know what i I very sort of fundamentally believe in with regards to non-monogamy in general. Like, I, um, ah, I don't even know how to translate this into an English sentence, because it's like the Dutch saying, like "ik gun in de wereld," mm. right? Yeah. So like, I, I would wish, I would wish uh, eternal happiness and love unto my yeah. partner, yeah. and so I'm not going to be the one to bar them from doing that, right? Mm. Is it, isn't it a thing to say I would give you the world yeah I would give you the world yeah. like that's the idea I'm not gonna be the one to take away or to prohibit my partner from yeah. experiencing anything because that's yeah. kind of like you know the thing so if that doesn't work for me yeah then we need to find a way to like a context within it does work yeah yeah because you're not gonna um you're not gonna keep someone from wanting something exactly and i'm not gonna pretend to do that yes, like i'm not gonna exactly. delude myself yeah. into thinking that i can sort of um like force my partner into internalizing these uh these pro like prohibitions of feeling something for somebody else yeah and so, i wouldn't yeah. want to do that exactly and i think that that's well we're gonna but we're gonna talk about radical honesty later yeah but that's why where that comes into place the, exactly. the idea that uh, at some point, you just know that you're gonna be, you're ha- gonna have to be radically honest with each other because otherwise you're not gonna be able to act in accordance to the fact that everybody has their own individual desires and yeah. preferences, and um, the most honest relationship is one that that aligns with that, and, mm. and where you trust each other yeah. in such a way. Yeah. Another great natural pause, just right in time there. (laughs) Would you like to introduce the second song as Uh, well? Yeah, the second song. The one I just spoiled. Yeah, we actually had a spoiler earlier. I know. Yeah, there was one thing. So Jamie and I have this thing where... Okay, so my favorite band is The Doors. And um, at some point, 
I told Jamie that um, one of the songs would have to be one by the Doors Cadet because otherwise it wouldn't it couldn't be something that I would participate in. <laughs> and um, instinctively, the first song that came to mind was Love Street. And yeah. we checked the lyrics and it checks out. So, yeah. Here's Love Street by the See, see, fade out. Oh, see, that's see, a, the see. doors fade out. Yeah. yeah. Now, so the um, keen-eyed listeners, <laughs> uh, not keen-eared listeners, that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you just heard the the brief intro to my favorite songs by the Doors, uh, "Breaking a Sweat." <laughs> this was this is a, a long time. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would mention it as uh, my favorite inside joke with one of my friends. <laughs> that would be the fact that Jamie once told me their favorite song by The Doors is "Breaking a Sweat," <laughs> which is by Skrillex. Yeah, and The Doors. And The Doors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as somebody who listened to a lot of dubstep when I was in high school, <laughs> I thought that was very funny because I met somebody who was like, you're, "You're such a big The Doors fan," and it's of course it's such a sort of a classical rock music thing which has a lot of layers of of pretentiousness not to say that you are being pretentious about it well but, sort of you know it yeah sort of you know, low-key <laughs> low-key low yeah. and so i thought it was a very funny joke to make yeah, yeah. and so i keep on doing it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, but they, so they didn't tell me that they were gonna put in the song here <laughs> tonight so yeah <laughs> if i if it wasn't that fucking loud for some reason i would have let it play a few seconds more but i kind of panicked because yeah. i like i heard the thing and i was like oh this is really fucking loud yeah, yeah. louder than the, the actual users. other song yeah, yeah. yeah exactly um and so yeah so we're gonna close off with uh we're gonna be talking about like why the um so the ideas at least and the con con conception behind non-monogamy is at least in our opinion, quite important in, in general in any relationships. Because um, it's, it, it's actually quite interesting to sort of, um, at least for me, have noticed like people's reactions to being in a non-monogamous relationship. Generally, the first thing is like, oh, so you're probably really good at talking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah. what we mentioned uh, this afternoon yeah. about that we both don't really agree with the idea no. of what a lot of people put onto it. That um, that communication is more important if you're in a non-monogamous relationship instead of a monogamous one. But the the the, the general consensus we had was that um, it's just you have to a bit more because yeah. uh, events sort of push you into that direction. Yeah. While um, in traditional monogamy. Um, like the rules are set out for you so there yeah. is not a lot of sort of transgression of this standard yeah there's um, a prescribed and, yeah. structure and I think that that monogamy traditional monogamy would maybe be um, one where you just don't talk about um, romance yeah. outside of no. It sort of it, it sort of gives you the ability to ignore things which would otherwise definitely be worth talking about. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And and But and, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean I mean not, not a lot not of for monogamous all yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. monogamous relationships. But that's the that's the thing. So we're actually trying to get away from that idea that communication means something different in monogamy yeah. than in non-monogamy exactly so in the end it's just that um honesty radical honesty always is the most intimate way of being with your partner yeah and so the whole idea i mean behind radical honesty is that you are honest to the point that it transgresses normal or like crosses normal lines which are sort of set there so that's why it, what yeah. makes it radical right so it's radical because it is outside of the norms that yeah. is the level of honesty that you try to reach in the sense that you um like if you're in a in a monogamous relationship you might not tell your partner that you just went to a bar and saw somebody who was really fucking hot yeah, yeah. Because well, that might you, not you, be, you might, you might but, right? Yeah. You might not, or you might, depending on you know, <laughs> the level of in, like comfort in which you can tell your partner this, right? Yeah. But I, I know plenty of people who, 
who wouldn't? Who wouldn't dare to? Wouldn't dare yeah, to. But that's or even not, like, yeah. oh, I, I had a couple of beers. I danced with somebody, right? Yeah. That would yeah. might that might um, precipitate a response or conversation, which would be uncomfortable for either people. So then people choose to be silent about it, right? Yeah. And 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 so these these things. Um, so like my last example might be pretty big. You know, you're keeping a secret. You're lying, maybe. But like even even to the minutia, like there's a lot of things which people don't share. Yeah. Just because they want to maintain the peace. Yeah, yeah, and they feel like they couldn't talk about it. Um, yeah, well, they want to maintain the peace. And oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> they just, just two very good friends of ours just walked in. What the fuck are they doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Did they show up because of this? Be- oh, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. Um, Why are they listening? No, just no, they're not. Just kidding. Oh my just god, kidding. they're not listening. They're what not. The fuck? They're here, but they're yeah, okay. 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 Uh, so, but yeah, so yeah. so I think we would both argue that this level of sort of honesty about things would would benefit pretty much every relationship, every kind of relationship, and and it goes further than 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 just talking about whatever you. It it it's the idea that you know that that you respect that your partner has these specific kinds of feelings yeah. might be towards other people and and the fact that even if you don't know you trust them anyway yeah and i think using that as a jumping board um the whole sort of like my 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 big critique of monogamous relationships not that they exist it's not that people choose monogamous relationships it's actually that people don't choose monogamous relationships. Yeah. In fact, people enter into a relationship and follow these prescribed rules that exist, which you know might be a bit abstract in the sense that like there's no pe- no, no person like being like oh you have to do this, but definitely people fall into a very specific line, you know, with how you manage a relationship, yeah. and that can be fine, and that's fine, <laughs> right? But for a lot of people, I can't really like I can't imagine that it is perfect for everybody yeah. and if it's not perfect then you shouldn't try to make it perfect right and so instead of entering into a relationship where there's these un- unspoken unagreed upon um rules right you can also make those yourself by talking about it yeah right yeah. what are you comfortable with what are your wants what are your needs yeah what do we agree upon there how can we make that work even if it's literally the same at least you've talked about them exactly and that that also uh, aligns with with maybe what we talked about in the second segment about how how we would um experience our our, our contemplation on non-monogamy yeah. and our, our development within that um that would also work for monogamy yeah the idea that you're that you're talking honestly about your desires and your wants and you're 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 constantly uh, rethinking the agreements that you have with your partner because you know that you're changing and your relationship is changing and and everybody is their own individual and experiences will change your vision upon these kinds of things yeah everybody grows as a person yeah. and like uh, in the sense that like you know the older you get, you're going to have different views, different opinions, different experiences, right? Mm. And and relationships can grow with that. Mm, yeah. But that does need to be talked about then. Yeah, and it's it comes back to the core of it being your partner, right? You're yeah. you're, you're you're sort of you're committed to someone because you want to share your life with them in what shape, way or form or whatever. And it can, it can even be with good friends because you're you can talk honestly about whatever you want from someone. Yeah. Even if you don't specifically know, but you're 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 sort of struggling with that together. Yeah. And that is maybe the most intimate thing you can do. And you can only do that with radical honesty. Because otherwise yeah. it, it's not gonna be genuine. On a uh, genuine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so much for the propaganda segment. <laughs> No, yeah, but that's the thing. So it's not it's not propaganda for non-monogamy. No, no. It's 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 propaganda it's opening, for healthy monogamy. And for healthy, at the very least, it's 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 propaganda for for healthy communication and the fact that whatever is described and whatever is put onto you might not fit with whatever you and your partner 
want or would would would, would yeah. align with. If your partner keeps calling you a big egg and it kills you, but you don't tell them because it's kind of cute, then you should tell them. You know. <laughs> I, I was trying that. to think of a stupid yeah. thing. Yeah, there What's you go. A stupid thing. Yeah. Is there a, a, a specific thing that comes to mind? You uh, don't have to get too... Oh, too, oh, too. oh, 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 yeah. So every time that um, my partner um, wants to have sex, they put on this very specific song. Um, and then they have sex along to the beat. And I've been doing this for two years. And it's such an awful song and I hate it. Is no, this yep. the first time they hear about this? or? No, I was joking. Like, this is a Reddit post. <gasps> oh, okay, okay. Wait, oh, this is a Reddit post. You've oh, heard this, yes, right? I know what you mean. I know the one. Yeah, yeah. This is oh. a this is such a fucking great example as well. They literally broke up with them. Yeah, yeah, but I mean the song is instead of awful. telling them. Now yeah. imagine having sex to this fucker. Like it's playing. We're gonna keep talking whilst it's playing. Okay. Um, is it playing? I don't hear anything. I can hear anything. What the fuck? Did I mute something accidentally? Oh, I did. Yes. <laughs> this is so bad. And it was to the beat of the song, right? It was to the beat. No, it was that, like, at some point, they told the guy, like, stop playing this fucking song. And then um, what happened was that they noticed that he was still doing it to the beat, even though the song wasn't playing. <laughs> Please tell your implement, fucking implemented about that. it yeah, on his uh, on his physique. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, I think that ties up the show. So <laughs> before we uh, close it with a little last song, I'd like to thank everybody for joining and, or listening, and thank you for joining today, Dova. Thank you for having me. Um, the next episode is going to be on Warm Radio again at the same time in about a month, um, and you can see the schedule at warm.org to uh, know when that is going to be because I don't I don't know off the top of my head. Um, and if you would like to get into contact with me for any reason, you can send an email to spontaneousbiology at riseup.net, which is also in the show notes if you're listening to the archive. Um, and then we're going to quickly blast our little last song, which, um, see, this is the point where I was allowed to pick a song. <laughs> so it's a bit different. Um, <laughs> it's a bit different. It's yeah. called uh, Heart Being Hot by DVD, which I think is very... You know, is is fitting, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's fitting. Yeah, very well, fitting. Enjoy. <laughs>